0: Everyone, and thank you so much for clicking on this episode of Pages from My Notebook. My name is Erica, your host, and this week's episode is all about walking in your purpose. There have recently been some changes in the tide within my personal life in a lot of different facets, and a lot of realization has been going on, and a lot of good things, a lot of letting go, a lot of gaining. It caused me to just sit down and think and write out all the things I've been feeling about what it is we go through when we experience change and when the plans that we make don't work out. One of my favorite things to say is when we make plans, God laughs and he's just giggling at me all the time. (laughs) I try to control every aspect of my life because one of my biggest fears is embarrassing myself and I hate not being prepared or I often worry about what people think of me and their perception of me if I happen to make a mistake or say something awkwardly or whatever the case may be. And I just need to learn to slow down and go with the flow and realize that I'm not meant to be perfect nobody is so for me to put these expectations of myself that I think other people have of me onto me when they don't really exist it's crazy and I plan my life around that these expectations and try to act accordingly and through that I'm not serving myself so overall this episode will go into defining what your purpose is because we all have one and it takes us a few well many tries to figure it out knowing what your purpose is finding real internal peace that you you can always return to when life throws curveballs your way. How to live authentically and realizing that what is yours is already yours. It won't miss you. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. The dictionary definition of purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. I personally believe that every living thing has a purpose, a fruit fly has a purpose, a ladybug has a purpose, and more importantly, every human being has a purpose. We put so much pressure on ourselves to find out this purpose on somebody's timeline, essentially. You go to school, then once you hit high school, gotta figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life, have to pick a school that will set you up for the right thing you're expected to go to school four years figure out who you want to be learn everything about an entire career in four years and find a job do that until you physically cannot work anymore and that's it we narrowly define purpose as what can we do in this life that will get us monetary gain what can we do to help us survive and i believe we have a greater purpose than just existing every person i believe is put here on earth in the universe to reach other people i think that's why there's so many people in the world that we are meant to have these connections and learn from each other and teach and make the world a better place part with purpose where we go wrong is we let others define what our personal purpose is say that three times fast personal purpose (laughs) the life timeline if your life accomplishments don't line up with this set in stone path then it seems like you're misdirected when the majority of people follow this path we think they have everything together, when in reality, a lot of people that follow that predetermined path aren't actually living in their true purpose. They're following a formula that's supposed to make us successful in life, or at least exist. But what is a life that's just in existence? What is a life that's not used for joy, and creativity, and passion, and laughter, and good food, and art, and music, and dancing, and all the great things that we can experience because we are alive? i've had a really rocky journey with finding out my purpose i was caught up in the what's what's the phrase a cog in the machine i was caught up in the machine in the in the assembly line let's go with that the assembly line i went to a stem science technology engineering and math based middle school and high school and i was interested in bridges and building cities so i figured civil engineer okay that's it Sign on the dotted line and that's the path I was meant to go on forever. And I stuck to that throughout school. I enjoyed public speaking and reading and writing. And so I could articulate myself well. And a lot of people don't like those things, so I became a leader. And so that was another thing. I like it and I'm good at it. So I'm a leader. When I got to college, up until that point, I thought my purpose was I am a black woman who is interested in a field where not many black women are. And I look up to some many other black women who are pioneers in what they do that may or may not have a lot of black women in the field so I thought naturally my purpose as someone who likes to be a leader and likes engineering which girl (laughs) anyway as someone who likes these things it's my purpose to be a role model and leader in these things while that's great and it works for a lot of people obviously the role models I have and they had role models and so on and so forth But where I went wrong was that I never thought to sit down and think, what do I truly want? What am I actually chasing? And what do I want my purpose to be? I'd say... My freshman year of college is my most expensive mistake <laughs> to date because I didn't listen to myself and I didn't know what my purpose was. Hindsight is always 2020, of course, but looking back, I was chasing the feeling of being important. I wanted my purpose to be, I was a role model, I was a leader. People looked up to me and I inspired people. That's the feeling I was chasing. And I tried to fit that feeling into the mold of being a black woman engineer because then that'll be just the greatest thing because I'm inspiring people and I'm beating all these odds on top of it and then people are gonna think i'm great and i'll do all these great things in my life and i didn't stop to realize maybe this isn't the vessel for you to carry out your purpose i still enjoy being a leader i still enjoy public speaking reading and writing but engineering was not the vessel for me that first year of college i feel was wasted and I want to get into how you know what your purpose is and why you shouldn't sacrifice it for anybody or anything and how we need to have a sense of peace within us so that we can go forth and pursue our purpose with all the energy and fervor and with a clear mind because that's what you really need to stay focused on finding your purpose is what do you want not what do people tell you you should want or what people think you need to survive but what do you want for me when I got to college and before that I was trying to fit myself into this mold I remember being so anxious my stomach would always hurt and I'm a very anxious person naturally and it's anxiety is future based i was like looking at all these different videos about college like oh it can be this and that and that and this and i'll do this and i'll meet these people and i'll get a boyfriend and i'll (laughs) be on the dean's list and i'll go to parties and it'll be great and on the other hand when i thought about actually doing the work and sitting in the engineering classes i said now i always knew math wasn't my favorite and i wasn't always the best at it which this is why you shouldn't force things because looking back now it's like are you stupid like, you're not good at math. What did you think was gonna happen? Oh, it like, it embarrasses me to talk about it, but that's really what it is. Everyone was like, You're a black girl, an engineer, you're gonna get all the money and people were like oh your college is going to be paid for in a few years because you're going to be making all this money is this and that then i'm like well i'll be a role model so i'll be set but i didn't think that i don't like math and i'm not good at it and this is four to five years of intense like next level mind-blowing to me rocket science type ish and so i got to this place and that's the other thing i felt like i belonged in the program now i had gotten rejected from both of my dream schools for this program I think that was also a sign, you know, in some ways, but we're neither here nor there because one of them, it worked out that I did not get in because child, I would have, anyway, that's a dark path. We're not going to go down. There were a lot of conflicting emotions on my side because deep down I felt anxious about it. I knew that it was going to be a struggle. On the other hand, everyone says anything worth having won't come easy. So you have to work at it. I'm thinking I want to be this role model. I want to be this amazing figure to people, but I wasn't listening to myself. I wasn't being true to myself. The fact of the matter was that I felt really unsure about what my path was going to be even though it was set and it was a school I loved and the money worked out and they have all these different amazing programs which I don't regret my choice but I'm getting ahead of myself. The fact of the matter is everything within my being was telling me this was not right. I remember the night before I left to move in I felt terrible I felt awful my stomach hurt my head hurt like when I get anxiety my knees vibrate if you know the feeling it's not good it's my whole body was vibrating and like there were all these red flags and neon signs like this is not This is not it. This is not what it's supposed to be. And I remember getting into my dorm room and being surrounded by all this stuff. And my parents are standing there looking at me and telling me what to do. And I'm just like, this is nothing like the YouTube videos where everyone unpacks their cute bedding and has everything set up. And they go and meet everyone on the floor and has all these friends. It was the worst like in-body, out-of-body experience. Indescribable almost how uncomfortable I was feeling. This was literally like, what the hell did I get myself into? I want you to take this story and not feel sorry for it but learn from it in that you have to treat your you have to listen to the signs your body tells you just like if you have sore muscles it tells you you need to stretch if you have whatever ailment you need to go to the doctor and get it checked out you can't just let things slide and hope and wish that they'll just magically fix themselves because that's not how it works. That it's exactly right. I had an awful time. I was anxious every day. Grades went out the window. I had to withdraw from classes I didn't enjoy. Anything I wanted, quite frankly, to drop out. I thought, well, this one path that I thought was my purpose isn't working out, and I was hitting myself cuz I knew, I knew in the back of my mind that I forced myself into it and I didn't really Not that I wasn't meant to be there or I didn't deserve to be there. That's what depression tells you, but I knew it wasn't right for me. It wouldn't be fulfilling. And I paid the price for it. I lost a scholarship. I couldn't get a job. I didn't have work study. (laughs) I gained 30 pounds. I overdrafted my bank account so many times. (laughs) It was just, I literally paid for not listening to my gut with everything, with my health, with money, with everything. So after hearing my tragic (laughs) origin story, this is where my my true purpose comes in. So take it from me that when you hit rock bottom, there is absolutely nowhere else and nothing else to do but go up. I remember sitting, laying in my bed probably. I didn't want to get out of it. Oh, I don't want to cry. <laughs> um, I remember sitting with myself. I thought to myself, I said, I am not myself. And if I don't seek help, I will reach a place that I don't know if I can come back from. And I'm hopefully, I, I'll put a trigger warning before this. this you know generally talking about depression and things of that nature I hit rock bottom and it took a while but I learned to listen to myself and trust my gut in that all I really have is me at the end of the day I am with me more than I am with anybody else so it doesn't make sense to sacrifice my well-being for other people when other people don't experience life as me it took me losing everything that I thought I'd known from up until that point from 10 years old and thrown into this new environment and saying, okay, Erica, this is where you sink or swim. Another thing I knew deep down is that I was not meant to sink. I knew that with God on my side and my support and my family, I knew that I was destined for more than what I was experiencing in the moment. And that's where I began to find my personal definition of purpose and inner peace. The most important relationship you will ever have is with yourself. When you're with yourself, by yourself, you have to have a foundation in which nobody can shake. This is something I believe we all work on throughout our lives and some people get to get to it faster or get to a better place than others, but is that you have to have a sense of self and a sense of peace. When I say peace, I mean knowing yourself so fully and accepting yourself wholly in that you know that we are flawed individuals and there will always be things about yourself that can be improved or that you don't care for or that are possible to fix or are a result of past traumas etc but that's what makes you you. You have to accept yourself in that I am this flawed human being but I'm also a human being that one has a purpose is destined to do great and amazing things that is made with divine intention whatever your beliefs are. You have to know that you are complete within yourself. You have to know who you are. As I said in the previous episode, you have to know who you are to know what you deserve. And then furthermore to ask that from others. Now it's not just a takes a week. It's like, I know myself. It's a very long process. When I came to the realization that I was losing who I was, I started from ground zero. I started with a therapist, a licensed mental health professional. <laughs> uh, that was very helpful and I'm very grateful that I had the resources. That I was able to have the resources that I have to receive that help. It was very influential. I was so worried about what other people thought and what other people were doing and what everyone else's college experience was that I didn't know what I wanted or what that should look like for me. I knew I chose Pittsburgh because I love the city and I could see myself living there when I wasn't a student but I was so wrapped up in trying to be perfect and figuring out school and then once that fell apart and there was really not much I could do in terms of turning things (laughs) girl in terms of turning things around I said okay who is Erica going to be without the labels of student without the label of leader without the label of employee who is who is she who am I who are you who am I I had to sit and think what do I want to do what is the point of being here if I'm going to be miserable, alone in my bed, eating cheetah puffs <laughs> and watching life pass me by? And that was a real thing to happened. <laughs> um besides the point so I started laying the foundation for the relationship with myself just like when you get to know someone romantically or want to date them or even finding friendships I spent time with me I said what do I like I started going to any and everything that even sounded remotely interesting I went to different speakers took advantage of our free arts program and I saw a place I went to the ballet for the first time I didn't know if I really liked ballet but I went (laughs) it got me to these different restaurants and places around the city that i hadn't thought to go to before and i was able to talk to different people but Most importantly, I was dating myself. I went alone on so many of these outings and yeah, I went to dinner, ate good food for free, saw shows for free, some more like experimental art things, art museums. I never knew that I loved art museums so much. From there, I got into painting by numbers, coloring books, reading books for enjoyment again that I did in my youth that I slowly began to not be able to do. Because of all the demands, I got back into doing makeup and Even somewhere as simple as studying in different places or looking at different restaurants, taking the bus and seeing where it went. I started from zero. We're throwing away everything that anybody else has ever told you that you should do or that you're good at or whatever. And I'm getting back to who am I? Who is Erica Danielle Barnes? Who am I? I think that's so important in that, especially young people, because a lot of older people, they'll tell you they go their whole lives not knowing who they are and regretting not having or taking advantage of the time to explore that. I think every young person needs the opportunity to experience life on their own. And a big part of that was that I suffer from social anxiety a lot of the time. And so a lot of people within my age range, they always need someone to go with them to do certain things. or like, And so sitting there, I thought, well, I'm already alone. So who cares if I'm sitting alone at a restaurant or on the bus or whatever. I'm enriching myself. I'm building a relationship with myself, a friendship with myself. And this is something that I'm always going to have literally as long as i exist within this physical form so it's worth the discomfort of whatever other people think cuz like i said they're not living as you so who cares and that's another thing and i can do a whole episode on this is that anybody looking at you like everyone has their own narrative within their mind and that's one of those freaky things i have all these deep thoughts and emotions and it's like everyone else does too but like you never really know how deep it is and it's like realizing that everyone has like their own inner monologue and they're doing like all the little things you're doing it's one of those excess things I tried not to think about over time and it wasn't easy not everything was a great fit I realized I didn't like some things sometimes depression did get the better of me and it told me that I shouldn't be allowed to enjoy things because I failed at academics and that's what I'm here for and I had to again with the help of therapy and different resources I had to learn to train my mind to say I am worthy of a life worth living I'm worthy of a life with joy and happiness and respect and it's okay to not base your worth in your academic performance another foreshadowing i won an essay contest in high school about what was it like overcoming a hard struggle or something and i remember i wrote it after i got a i think a d on a calculus test again (laughs) which it was like junior year of high school it's like girl you you shouldn't have been anyway (laughs) so i wrote this essay about how passionate i was for engineering despite it didn't come easy to me me and that a letter on a test wouldn't define me and I know that I can accomplish whatever I want if I can put the work in. I think that fervor got lost because I realized once again I was forcing myself into this mold of what I thought my purpose was and so I was frustrated that it wasn't clicking but I was forcing myself into the wrong thing. Again learning the hard way and starting all over I learned where my peace is. I learned what makes me feel fulfilled within my life what makes me the most comfortable and I know that I deserve to not sacrifice that for anything or anybody. It saddens me that it took me losing everything, you know, paying in excess of tens of thousands of dollars to experience this, but I also wouldn't trade what I've learned for anything. I've went through so much hell. Like people say like, oh, I'm depressed. But when you have like clinical depression, it's actually a different level of unsettling and like emptiness that no one should have to experience. But when you go from there and you're able to lift yourself out of it, you realize that there is nothing more important than your mental health and your well-being. Nothing or no one, nothing at all, not even a billion dollars that is worth sacrificing yourself for. And now, as an almost 21-year-old, I'm so grateful that I have the foundation and the inner peace and the self-confidence and the love for myself. and not sacrifice that for anything or anybody. So the next thing I wanted to move into is the idea of authenticity. The definition of being authentic is of undisputed origin, genuine. It's when one's actions align with their beliefs. And to me, when you walk and live in your purpose, you are living authentically and thus things meant for you will fall into place. People often use the phrase, fake it till you make it, about confidence, and I don't believe in that. There's a time and a place, like if you are, say, giving a presentation that you're not completely prepared for, then sure, you need to just grin and bear it and try and get through it certain awkward situations. But when it comes to finding that foundation of inner peace, there's no faking it with your soul. <laughs> that sounds deep, but there's no faking it with yourself. You can put on a mask for other people, but to yourself, there's no reason to not be fully honest and accepting of who you are as a person there's no way for you to become who you're meant to be if you're not true to who you are words are power i've been reading since i don't even remember when from a young age i've learned that words literally transport you into anywhere in the world in space and time and to things that don't exist if people can write books about any and everything and make you really feel like you're living in it words that you speak about yourself and your surroundings and your Abilities and your accomplishments, and what you think of yourself, they are so powerful. We think that other people have more impact than we do. People tell us, especially women, to be more humble and demure and not be too cocky because then you're not approachable and people won't want to listen to you. It shouldn't be considered cocky to say, I am worthy of love or I am good at cooking. I am good at listening to people. I am successful in my career. It shouldn't be considered bragging or inauthentic when we. We compliment ourselves and that's where so many people don't have that sense of inner peace because we're taught to not get too big of a head because of what other people will think. But if you won't gas yourself up, who will? (laughs) girl that's what I've learned like I have to tell myself you're the like you are amazing (laughs) not all the time because you also have to be honest with yourself again that transparency authenticity and not gas yourself up that you're greater or larger than life or that you're not flawed or that everything is always somebody else's fault but you have to remove a lot of the negative self-talk that we're taught that is commonplace again the episode I did on the struggle olympics we're taught to gather around around negative talk and that oh i'm so bad at this like in mean girls when they're taking turns in the mirror like oh my what did she say my thighs are too thick and then she's like oh i have a unibrow and like her cuticles are bad like we're supposed to find solace in speaking badly about ourselves with other people everyone has insecurities and i understand that vulnerability makes people more open and you relate to people on that level but we can't be all negative all the time because our words they make things come true if you constantly tell yourself that for example your nose is too big for your face and it's not attractive and over time you're gonna grow to hate that aspect because that's what you told yourself to do when in reality your features are completely proportional for your face and you're gorgeous because you're made with say it with me a purpose (laughs) big thing i've learned is that words have power and you need to speak life and positivity into yourself we say that a lot we have to speak life into the children and you can't forget about them once they're adults you cannot forget about yourself another thing i saw is that things you would comment on your friends instagrams you have to tell yourself you have to gas yourself up because you can't rely on other people to do it because while they may mean well their praise of you should not dictate your personal opinion of yourself you should not be reliant upon people's thoughts about you or opinions to tell you who you are only you can define who you are because only you are living in your personal experience this was a big thing like I mentioned I had social anxiety or I have social anxiety and a big part of it is will people like me what will these people think of me and I was so worried about what people thought of me that I didn't realize I didn't know who I was in the first place so how can I be concerned about what people think of me when I don't know what I'm presenting and putting forth to others into the world and when I built myself up and I started to live authentic for example I realized I love to cook and I'm good at it. So I started sharing it because that's what brought me joy. That's what felt authentic to me is to share and I love to teach people and explain things. So for me, sharing recipes and showing the different steps of making something, that's me being authentic. That's something I enjoy. When I started sharing myself authentically with others, I was no longer dependent upon their reactions to make me feel good. It made me feel good that I was helping people, but it didn't tell me that I was now officiated and worth more because other people were seeing The work that I was doing, I'm complete within myself in that I can share with other people and their opinion of it is none of my business. That's another quote. I got so many quotes y'all in this big head, but that's another thing. Other people's opinion is none of your business. When you get to a point where you have that internal peace, that unshakable foundation, no one's input, either positive or negative, can change that core of how you feel about yourself and what you believe about yourself to be true. Because once again, we have to speak life and positivity. The spirit of not caring about (laughs) what other people have to say about you once again here comes a quote comparison is the thief of joy the swiper no swiping of your peace when you compare yourself to others you are putting your personal goals and ideas and dreams up against this shadowed figure this silhouette of a curated selected and edited version of people that aren't their full true authentic self So, what sense does it make to compare yourself to someone who you don't really know the truth about? When I started college, I was looking at everybody going to parties and talking to boys and being able to so easily find new friends and join clubs and what I thought was their true selves. People were finding best friends and learning all these different things and sharing about each other and relating about these experiences and i was sitting back thinking like i'm not comfortable sharing who i am because one i don't know <laughs> i figured that out very quickly but two a lot of these things i had an experience i didn't date in high school i didn't do drugs no judgment you know but i didn't have so many of these experiences that were seemingly or i guess i suppose they are universal not at least to me and so i was comparing myself about not being able to open up and relate to people and it made me sink further into my shell and my depression because I thought I can't relate to anyone anyway and I'm this broken mess that almost dropped out or wants to drop out what is even the point of sharing who I am and getting to know people when a I'm going to leave this place and b it's just going to embarrass me because I can't fit in with the crowd thought was so permeating it was like everything I did even waking up I was so worried about what everyone else was doing and comparison took everything from me especially in the classroom when I was sitting in chemistry class having no idea what the was going on and seeing people when we were handed a worksheet seeing people attack it immediately and figure it out and say oh this is so easy that happens so much especially math oh this is so easy or sitting there praying that nobody would ask me what I thought or what answer I got because I had no idea and I was so insecure I was so insecure about my performance and what people would think about me because I built up that this was my purpose and I was finally in it and slowly realizing that it wasn't my purpose and that I wasn't meant to be there because it wasn't meant for me. It was so embarrassing that I got to this point and now I was floundering and failing and everybody else was the best of the best. Miss Imposter Syndrome like I said, she showed up and was like, hmm, she was living rent free in my head. She had the penthouse sweep. She took up so much space and so much room making me compare myself to others. The fact of the matter is, I was a great student in high school. I loved to learn and read and all that other stuff so I deserve my place at the university. I didn't get accepted for no reason. I didn't get these scholarships for no reason. So that told me capable of doing the work, but I can't because it does not align with what my purpose is. And when I compared myself, I was comparing my purpose to somebody else's purpose. And that's never going to reward you because you're aligning yourself with something that's not meant for you. You cannot force yourself into shoes you've grown out of, into shoes that you have not yet grown into and this relates back to the theory of comparison we are all in different stages of our life even if we're seemingly in the same stage everyone I was sitting with in that chemistry classroom was around the same age and we'd all graduated from high school so we were seemingly in the same place but some of those people had tutors since they were eight years old some of those people went to private schools. some of those people did intensive summer camps seemingly we were at the same place but in reality, people had different advantages and disadvantages that made us different. And so to compare myself to people who have these advantages that I don't know of and don't have, it made me feel like I was in the wrong place. In that effect, taking it away from comparing yourself is that you can't force yourself into shoes you haven't yet grown into because when you are still doing the work of finding your purpose and then living in it authentically, we are not always ready to have the payoff of our hard work when we're not done working. We have to learn the lessons before we can teach it to other people you have to eat dinner before you have dessert now I'm not saying you can't get a little piece of the cookie while you're making dinner <laughs> because that's what keeps us motivated is seeing glimpses of the future and knowing that things are possible that's why representation matters and it gives us a sense of hope that we can do things because people before us did it and they're telling us that it's possible so we have to speak life and take bites of the cookie before we eat dinner so we know that it's there and it's waiting for us we cannot force ourselves to wear the shoes too early because we're missing out on the key components that we learn from going through and experiencing the hardships that come before you get to eat dessert. I think about how my life would be different if my college experience had been great from the get-go. I had excelled in school, made friends, got a boyfriend, had a job off the bat, got good grades, maybe the dean's list, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the biggest conclusion I've come to is that I would be so much less grateful I don't want to cry I would be so much less grateful for the people I've met the people I have that supported me the things I've learned about myself the things I've learned about others the experiences I've had because if everything was easy and fine and dandy and I never had to study and everything just came easily then I would just think that's the run of the mill and I'd be chasing something else and I realized everything I I don't want to cry. (laughs) And I wouldn't realize everything I've had. I felt so alone. That feeling of loneliness. I was alone. I'm like, for example, now I love being alone. I'm great being alone and I'm not lonely, but then I was truly lonely. And when I started to do the work, I met one of my best friends. (laughs) Hey Morgan, I love you girl. If I had been good at The engineering class we were sitting next to each other in and I was just full of myself and everything was easy. I wouldn't have been making jokes about how much the teacher sucked and how much I hated it and wanted to leave. Maybe I wouldn't have been as engaged in the class where we had a mutual teacher and then we wouldn't have been connected the way we were and then we wouldn't have become roommates and sorority sisters in this great amazing friendship that I'm so grateful for. I don't know if it would have looked the same or been in a different capacity, but I would not give up that for the world right now. Like, i made my college experience so much better and I'm so excited for the life that we're gonna have with each other in the future. But just sitting here, I'm getting choked up because I am so, I'm so grateful for what I went through to make me appreciate the people that I have. My f- best friends from middle school and high school, they're my ride or dies. I knew that already, but the way they never judged me the way they never judged me or left me when I when even they were going through their own stuff and I was talking about how much I hated it and wanted to go home. They never left me for hanging on so much to high school. Or maybe there were times when I was so insecure. I was hating on them for moving on or for living their lives. I'm so grateful that they didn't that they didn't leave me. <laughs> That my mom helped me find my therapist. That my family told me that I was still loved and worthy even though I got an F in a class or had to withdraw or... If I did not live in the hell that I experienced, I don't know who I would be right now. And that is so scary. It is so scary to think that I I would have this opportunity to grow and I would stay stagnant. I'm literally crying right now we often say why me why this why is it happening to me what is the reason the reason is because you are supposed to experience these things that help you return to who you are and what your purpose is if i didn't have my life of being a leader and being a straight a student be turned upside down i wouldn't I wouldn't have built the resilience I have now. I would still be shaken at every little thing, every little side glance or comment or anything anyone had to say about me. I would still have such this complex about being a good student and that being what made me a good person. I wouldn't be as self-assured as I am now. It's just crazy to think how different. This is one of those moments in life where you want to be able to turn to your younger self and say, just wait on it just wait. I know every parent is like, I told you. And that's crazy that this is something that will keep happening forever because everyone's like, yeah, what do you know? It's like, we know. (laughs) Just wait for it. You don't know everything. So learn anything from this is please run your own race you are the only one that is experiencing the life and the entity that you are you are worthy of everything you're worthy of joy of happiness and fulfillment and to live your life authentically something i've learned is that you are being noticed by people and inspiring people who pretend not to see you this is something that i had to or i could only think about correctly once i stopped putting my worth into the hands of other people but it's so powerful to know that You are making an impact even if you're not the top student in the class, even if you're not, if you don't have the most followers or are the ambassador for this, this, and that, and the leader and president of this. You are inspiring people by being your authentic self. By simply living in your truth, that energy that you put out is attractive. That energy is, what's that science thing where like electrons want to go to like what, or is that where they want to? They're negative and they want to go to the positive or is it positive to the negative? See why I switched. You (laughs) you know what I mean. People go to is the higher concentration? I swear I paid attention, y'all. What is it? Higher to lower. Energy goes from higher to lower concentration. Ooh, I'm gonna cut this out. But just by being yourself people are attracted to frequencies higher than theirs people are attracted to people that do well this is where comparison comes from we look at people and we want what they have without knowing the work they did to get it it's no one's business really the internal work that we all do I'm choosing to share it because I wish someone shared it with me. And I think it's my purpose to be a teacher and to show people that it's okay to experience these different things and learn from it and not let it break you. It's everyone's personal business to share their journey with others. But even if you don't, even if you're just, if you have a small business on Etsy or you write poetry or you bake bread or just wear cool outfits, you are inspiring people that A, you don't know, B, pretend not to know you, C, that don't like you. You can have biggest fans who you may never cross paths with, and you can inspire someone to start a business or pursue their passion, and that is so powerful. It goes back to speaking life into yourself and the things you do, because it's not, it's about you, but it's not just about you. It's so much greater. Everything is intertwined. Everything is balanced. Energy can't be created nor destroyed, so we're sending it back and forth to each other. I'm mean, getting like hippie and scientists all in one, but you'll inspire so many people. And you have no idea if there's no greater motivation to be authentic than to develop the relationship with yourself just know that you're helping so many others just by being who you are i believe that our steps are ordered and we have a purpose we have a fate and a reason we are here and as i mentioned before i said when we make plans god laughs and he just is is having a good old time laughing at me because of my anxiety being so future-based I try to make these plans and then when my plans are one rooted in what other people think and two not being authentic to me and trying to fit myself into this purpose that's not mine we get frustrated when things don't work out but we don't realize that they weren't meant to work out because they're not ours they're not destined for us Plans changing—it's so funny how it can be so good and so bad at the same time. Going back to my freshman year story, these plans that I was going to go and have a great time and be smart and graduate and have this great job and do great things—the plans changing in the course of my life, changing was in one way, in a lot of ways, the most devastating thing that has ever happened to me thus far in my life. Knocking on wood that nothing that traumatic happens again. But even if it does, I know that there's a greater reason for it. That change was the worst thing to happen to me but also the best because it redirected me away from something that would shake the internal peace that I worked so hard to build and there are still things in my life that I try to go after and I'm still realizing or I'm going to realize that they aren't for me and that they won't fit and again I'm learning to trust my gut if it's something I want to do and it seems positive but it makes me feel as though I'm doing something wrong I know it's not for me maybe not forever but definitely not for right now. If it doesn't feel right literally physically and internally then it's not on your path for right now. Like I said we cannot wear shoes that we haven't grown into yet. When some things are too big for us we haven't yet learned all the things we need to learn before we get there. I know that's so much easier said than done and I truly hope that no one listening to this goes through something as traumatic to help you realize that but when we force things because we really really want them we try to trick ourselves and thinking we need them, but the only thing we need is to be full and whole within ourselves. When you realize that you have everything you need to one, succeed and to get yourself out of bad situations. And I learned that from Rachel Cargill who is from my hometown, Akron, Ohio. She's a writer. I'll link her Instagram in the post. I love her. When you realize that you are whole within yourself and the support system that you have, when you are doing things not meant for you and it doesn't feel right, that you have to listen. It's okay to step away and say, you know what? I am not ready for this thing at this time and that's okay. Because if it is meant for you to have, it will come to you again at a point in time in which you are willing and ready and able to receive it and be fully grateful for it. If I had gotten the apartment I have now, made the Dean's List right off the bat, I would have been like, I just got lucky and that's that. But now I realize because I worked hard and I waited for things, I thought I wanted to live a certain place and then now I found this greater place. I thought I wanted to study this and now I'm in a field that I truly actually love and I'm good at and that's where the good grades come from. You see, it takes trial and error. It takes us being hard-headed. It takes us running into the clear sliding glass door that we think is an open passageway sometimes things have to hit us in the face sometimes your wig has to be snatched your edge is gone for you to be like okay i need to sit back and listen and wait and try and see what this opportunity what this event is trying to tell me this applies to jobs love everything Especially things that happen or rely on other people or take two things in relationships. Once again, I'm talking on the side of my neck because I don't know, never been in one. But if being with someone causes you distress and discomfort, you're always trying to figure out what they're doing, why they're doing what they're doing, and they won't be honest with you and this and that. It's not worth it, and it's not meant for you at that point in time. You have to prepare for things. It's not good to just go with the flow and go in blind. But you have to realize that when plans change, there is a greater reason for it, whether you realize it now or not. That lesson will be shown to you and whatever you are chasing either it's not meant for you at all or it's just not the right time it's okay for things to happen not at the right time we get these glimpses of it like i said eating the cookie while you're cooking dinner you know the dessert is there and that it's possible and that it's tangible but it's not the right time authenticity and manifestation go hand in hand manifestation is a current hot topic it's a word you hear a lot And a lot of people don't really know what you know what it means, but you don't really know what it means. So the definition of manifestation is an event, action, or object that clearly shows or embodies something, especially a theory or an abstract idea, and/or the action or fact of showing an abstract idea or a symptom or sign of an ailment. Currently, in the 2020 20 whatever version of manifestation is that whatever you put out into the world, and you put your good vibes, and you attract it to yourself by speaking. It or putting it on a vision board, for example, it will come to you. A lot of people think you can just print out a picture or type one million dollars and hang it up in your room and look at it every day and read it and think, okay, I manifested it. Where's my million? The fact of the matter is manifestation, as the definition shows, it's an action. You cannot magically, quote unquote, manifest things out of thin air. You have to put work behind the hope. You have to put actions behind your hope. For example, if I could manifest my degree right now, I would, I would have the piece of paper in my hand. All the strife and struggling would cease and seemingly everything would be, be all right. But if I manifest the degree without doing the work and learning the skills, I can't do my job correctly because I don't know what I'm doing. If you want to save $5,000 and you don't create a budget plan and you don't set aside automatic savings, there's no way for you to manifest $5,000 because you didn't take any steps to actually do that. Manifestation has worked for me because I am, I know my purpose, say it with me, know my purpose, living authentically and stop comparing myself to others. For example, in 2019, I thought to myself, what's a realistic money goal? And so I said, I wanted to save $3,000. In doing this, I earned a scholarship, was doing better in my classes. And one day I got an email from Brown University. I participated in their summer programs for high school students in 2014, saying that they were seeking alumni of the program to work for the program that summer. And as I was reading it, because Brown was one of my dream schools that I mentioned earlier that I did not get into, that's when I was like, this is crazy. Now, the cherry on on top is that the stipend for this position was $3,000. That blew my mind, <laughs> literally, that I manifested that, because it was twofold. One, my dream school that had rejected me, they didn't even waitlist me or offer me another path. They just said, this is not for you, sis. That hurt me so much. One, that school reached out to me, maybe not personally, because they just sent it to everyone on the alumni list, but that school reached out to me. And spoiler alert, I got the job. You can watch the highlights on my Instagram. And two, my goal of $3,000 was fulfilled within a couple of weeks between applying the interview and getting the job and that just goes to show I didn't get the job just because I did the program. I interviewed, I had the skills, I talked about why I wanted to do it and they chose me out of so many applicants and so that's the power of words and speaking and when you combine that with actions that help you fulfill those words and positivities that you're speaking, that is what manifestation is. You have to do the work. Arguably one of the most important parts is being authentic with what you manifest. When you focus on being yourself, being authentically yourself, and that is not caring whether or not doing what you're doing will get you an opportunity. When you live for yourself just to be whole and complete and full, you're not worried about, are they noticing me? Are they going to choose me for this, this, and that? No, when you know yourself, you know the work that you're doing. You know the worth that you have. If other people see it, great. If they don't, I'm just going to keep on being me because it's important to be myself in everything that I do. So when you focus on being your best self for yourself, that's when all the opportunities and the possibilities, will open for you in your life. Everything I thought I wanted or needed had to fall away for me to be ready and have room for what is meant to be mine. Thank you guys so much for listening to me ramble. Not ramble. I have some notes. I had an outline. The girls are prepared. (laughs) We do research. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really, really hope that this inspired you to think about some things, share it with someone who's going through a transformative period, and realize that you are worthy of the work it takes to figure out what your purpose is and who you are. It's okay if it takes you a long time. It took me a year to figure this out. I'm still learning. Some things that were great opportunities that I took advantage of then are not not so great for me now. And I'm learning to be okay with moving on from things, even if they were positive for me at one point in time. So this is something I feel really strongly about. I hope you've learned something from this. Learn something from this. My Tyra Banks voice. (laughs) I'm rooting for you. We're all rooting for you. (laughs) Remember, even if you feel alone, I am on your team. I am on your side. You should be so proud of yourself for one existing, staying alive in this crazy world with Corona and gun violence and racism and freak accidents and everything that could happen. Be proud of yourself for surviving. It's okay if you're not thriving currently, but know that you will and know that you are worthy of success and joy and happiness and everything good that this world has to offer. Once again, thank you for clicking on this episode. My name is Erica. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Both are at pages from my notebook pod. You can go to my about section on my website to find links to those. Read about why I started the podcast. You can also find where all the episodes are streaming and read episode descriptions. We are on, I think, eight different platforms now. Ooh, shout out to Anchor. We love her for doing all the hard work of distributing my podcast. I'll say it three times, because I love you. Thank you for listening, and I hope to have you listening again soon. Pages from My Notebook, a True to Life podcast, is a passion project by yours truly, Erica Barnes. Read episode descriptions and more at pagesfrommynotebookpod.com. Follow the pod on Instagram at pagesfrommynotebookpod, and like the pod on Facebook at facebook.com/pagesfrommynotebookpod. You can support the pod monthly via Anchor at anchor.fm slash Erica dash Barnes slash support. I hope to have you listening again soon.